Tommy Pham might be the most interesting baseball player in the game today. He recently slapped current San Francisco Giants and Braves folk hero, Jock Peterson, over a fantasy football issue, got stabbed at a nightclub in San Diego last year, and had a very interesting upbringing. Hello, this is Kenny for Kenny the Sports Guy, and this is a deep analysis of Reds outfielder Tommy Pham. to Kenny the Sports Guy Podcast. Humble Beginnings In order to understand Tommy Pham through research, you will have to go back in time. Pham was born on March 8, 1988 in Las Vegas, Nevada to a Taiwanese mother and African-American father. His father was mostly incarcerated throughout his life and his mother struggled to find a job. When Tommy was five years old, his mother married an electrician named Peter Falk and had a child named Mercedes. According to Pham, he had issues with his stepfather, issues that were so bad that at one point, Falk actually stabbed him. Yeah, not exactly a great memory of his childhood. High School Days Pham went to Durango High School in Nevada and was a standout. He played baseball as a pitcher and as an infielder as well. As a senior, Pham was named the Class 4A All-State Player of the Year by the Reno Gazette Journal, and a second-team All-American after finishing with an average of 633. With a fastball that reached 93 miles per hour, he drew more interest in with a fastball that reached 93 miles per hour, he drew more interest as a pitching prospect, but wanted to play the field. He originally committed to play college baseball at Arizona before switching his choice to Cal State Fullerton. Ultimately, Pham opted for professional baseball over college after the St. Louis Cardinals selected him in the 16th round of the 2006 amateur draft. He received a $325,000 signing bonus, higher than most players drafted as late as the 16th round. Welcome to the minor leagues. After signing his contract, Pham started with the Johnson City Cardinals where he started out slow, batting 188 in 2007, 203 in 2008, and 232 in 2009. Sadly, he suffered a wrist injury in 2010. In 2011, Pham did much better batting 294, but was only limited to 40 games due to a ligament injury. The Call-Up after years of toiling away in the minor leagues, Pham was finally called up on September 7, 2014 and struck out in his first two play appearances. The beginning of his MLB career In 2015, Pham was optioned to Memphis, but missed the first two months of the season with a quad injury. After healing from his injury, Pham hit two home runs and five RBIs against the Iowa Cubs. This began a 24-game hot streak where he where he batted 338. The streak will eventually lead him back to the major leagues on July 3rd, 2015. In his first game back against the San Diego Padres, he doubled for his first major league hit and stole a base. On July 5th, 2015, Pham hit his first home run and drove all three runs as the Cardinals beat the Padres by the final score of 3-1.
On September 16, 2015, Pham hit his first multi-homer game against the Milwaukee Brewers. The very next day, Pham hit another home run for a third straight plate appearance. The Cardinals won the National League Central Division. During the playoffs, Pham made his postseason debut in Game 1 of the National League Division Series. He homered off Cubs' John Lester. Pham made it to the 2016 opening day roster where he batted 226 in 183 plate appearances over 78 games. For the season, he had the highest strikeout percentage against left-handed pitchers, 41.7%. In 2017, Pham did not make the opening day roster and was optioned to Memphis. He eventually made it back to the MLB and had the best year of his career batting 306 with 23 home runs, 73 RBIs, 22 doubles, and 25 stolen bases in 128 games. He finished 10th in the National League MVP voting, but he was the only Cardinal to receive MVP votes. Traded to the Rays, Dan Padres, and more shenanigans. At the 2018 trade deadline, the Cardinals traded FAM along with international money to the Rays for three minor leaguers. Following the trade, Pham expressed his disappointment, stating, I'm just disappointed. I just wanted to give more. From a playing perspective, I got involved in the community. I enjoyed being able to do that. I had an opportunity here. They gave me a chance. After a season with the Rays, the Rays traded Pham to the San Diego Padres for Hunter Refro, Xavier Edwards, and a player to be named later. In the pandemic-shortened season, Pham batted 211 with three home runs and 12 RBIs. However, this isn't the most noteworthy thing to happen to Pham in 2020. In October of 2020, Pham was in an altercation outside a strip club in San Diego and was stabbed in the lower back. He underwent surgery, in which he received 200 stitches. Yes, 200 stitches. When he was heckled by fans with profanity in regards to the incident, Pham stated, When someone comes up to me cursing at me like that, I could defend myself, and, you know, I'm a very good fighter. I don't do Muay Thai, Kung Fu, or box for no reason. Signing with the Cincinnati Reds and the infamous slap. A few months after the stabbing, Pham signed a one-year deal with the Cincinnati Reds. After signing with the Reds, he said something rather controversial. When asked about his goals for the season, fans stated the following. I'm playing to get numbers. There's nothing selfish about that. I don't care about anything else. I gotta look out for me. In layman's terms, he doesn't care about the team or how we'll do this season. Currently, the Reds are in last place in the NL Central and are tied with the Royals and Nationals for the worst record in the league. As for Pham, he's batted 233 with 5 home runs and 17 RBIs. In the midst of the Reds' awful season, two eyebrow racing movements happened involving Pham. In April, during a game against the San Diego Padres, he says in a theme here, right? Padres DH Luke Voigt collided with Reds' Tyler Stevenson at home plate. While Voigt was called out, that didn't stop Pham from challenging Voigt to a fight about the slide. He stated, if Luke wants to settle it, I could get down really well. Anything. Muay Thai, whatever. I got a gym owner here who will let me use his facility. So, F him. If 
By the way, Stevenson landed on the IL for seven days. He was also monitored for a concussion. The other eyebrow-raising moment is much more well-known. On May 28, 2022, during warm-ups were a game between the San Francisco Giants and the Cincinnati Reds, fans slapped out Giants outfielder Jock Peterson in the face over a fantasy football issue. When asked about the incident, Peterson stated that he sent a gift to the group chat in his fantasy football league. In that chat, Peterson sent out a gift of three weightlifters. The logo of the Dodgers, Giants, and Padres were on the faces of the weightlifters. The Padres weightlifter fell on the floor due to the collapse of the weight. That was just a metaphor of the Padres season in 2021 when they collapsed in the second half of the season. Fam was enraged about that. After the situation, it will be suspended Fan for the next three games. After his suspension, Fan provided more insight, this time including Los Angeles Angels outfielder Mike Trout. Fan stated the following. Trout did a terrible job, man. Trout's the worst commissioner in fantasy football because he allowed a lot of shit to go down and he could have solved it all. Nobody wanted to be commissioner. I didn't want to be the effing commissioner. I got other shit to do. He didn't want to do it. We put it on him. It was kind of our fault too because we made him commissioner. Still, there is more to the story as Mike Charles yet to comment on the matter. He probably won't. But Fan's career has been very, very interesting. And his life also. From his upbringing to the slap, Fan has had a pretty notable MLB career. But he will be known for his antics outside the batter's box. It reminds me of one other person growing up. Albert Bell. Bell and Fan are similar. One similarity, both are jerks. Seriously. Both are jerks. Fam still has more games to go, but he could become the biggest jerk of all time. Well, that is the end of this analysis. You can find this episode on KenTheSportsGuy.com, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, hand out over to my social media pages on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports. Again, Kenny underscore sports. Instagram at KennySportsGuy1. Again, KennySportsGuy1. And TikTok at Candy Sports Podcast. Again, on TikTok at Candy Sports Podcast. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast.